I'm Austin Ziddle, leader of the Ziddle team, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host Chandler Lippincott. Welcome back to the Ziddle team audio experience. This is going to be episode eight, Becoming a Real Estate Agent. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to be kept up to date on all future podcasts. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back. Like Austin said, we're going to be talking about how to become a real estate agent because there's quite a bit that goes into it. If Austin, you want to go ahead? Yeah, you know, it's 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 great. Obviously, anyone who's seen TV and HGTV, they know how easy it is to be in real estate and be a million dollar listing. So, um, you know, it makes this industry look fantastic and, uh, and it's a lot of fun. But no, it, honestly, if you are interested in getting into real estate, it's a really fun career path. Um, you know, it, it's nice. There, It depends why you're going into it. People boast about it for, you know, freedom of time. People boast about it for being your own boss. I don't think those are the right reasons to get into it. If you're going to do it the right way and be successful with it, you know, you're going to put a lot of your time into it. So, um, you know, just to kind of begin, I think one of the things that we get asked a lot by anyone who's trying to become a new agent or who's in the process is what do I do first? And the initial steps to take is going to be your schooling and taking your test to get your real estate license. So, well, before you go any further, I think personally, the first step would be talking to someone who's in the real estate field that you want to go into. And the reason why I say that is it's a big time commitment to go through. And a lot of the times the jobs are a little bit more demanding than a lot of people think. So that's why talking to someone I think can definitely be a good gauge at if that's something you really want to go into. And to build on that, you know, find someone or reach out to someone that truly does the business, kind of like Chandler said, you know, if your Aunt Joanne sells one house every three years, she's not the person to talk to. And as much as we may love Aunt Joanne, and she's a great person in the holidays, she's not going to give you the best picture into what the business really entails. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then once you do decide that is something you want to move forward with, get recommendations on real estate schools. There's a couple out there um, and each offer their own little like perks and things like that. And then you have the fun part of passing the school exam and then the state and national exam. And those two tests, you know, they take a little bit of preparation. They're they're not super easy, but Obviously, we can't talk too much on them because I feel like there's a lot we're not really supposed to say in regards to the test. But as far as finding schools go, there's two ways to learn. And, and right now in COVID season, uh, a lot of it's either done through like Zoom and like scheduled time periods or you can do online at your own pace. I personally don't know of any schools that are doing in-person classes right now, but that probably depends on where you live in your area. So. Uh, two that I highly recommend, if you're in Arizona, the Arizona School of Real Estate and Business, or ASREB, is amazing. Um, they do Zoom classes, and they do online at your own pace, which is nice. And then for anywhere, I don't want to say anywhere, I think anywhere in the country, I don't know exactly which areas it covers 100%, uh, the CE Shop does licensing for a majority of states. So uh, no matter where you are, if you're comfortable with online learning, the CE shop is a great way to go. And then once you pass those tests, uh, you submit your license for your application. And again, this process may vary slightly, you know, whether whether what state you're in, um, it can change a few things and it changes the hours too. So, you know, here in Arizona, we have 90 hours 
Um, you know, and again, that, that varies depending on where you're at. California is longer. It's more of a tedious process and it, it definitely takes more time. Arizona, you can get licensed within about a month, month and a half, I would say. Like from start to finish, like you're ready to sell real estate. So, and then from there, the biggest part is choosing your route. Um, Chandler, do you want to touch a little bit on that? Like what, what are the three routes that people can actually go down? So you could go into commercial real estate, which is obviously like your buildings, like your businesses and things like that. And then you have resale, which is like selling real estate, like as if you see it on TV. And then you have new home sales, which is going into a builder and building from the ground up. Yeah. And, you know, each one has its own thing. Commercial is going to be more corporate like where generally you're going to be there for a certain amount of time, you know, nine to five, more of a nine to five type job. You're going to put a lot more time in. It takes longer to get started. And you're usually going to be involved on a team. Um, Those teams are going to help you close your first few deals. It does take time. Um, I generally, with the people I know in it, commercial takes about at least a year to get going. Um, Residential resale, I mean, you usually have an office, but you don't necessarily, you're not required to go in. Your schedule is kind of on your own terms. And some of this can vary depending on if you join a team, but we'll branch into that a little bit later. And then in new home sales, you are nine to five in a sales office, Monday through Friday or whatever your schedule may be. So we want to kind of go into choosing your brokerage and how to start. One thing I learned in real estate school, which is definitely true, is when you're looking for a brokerage, say you want to do the resale aspect, you're interviewing the brokerage. The brokerage is not interviewing you. However, it can vary if you're wanting to be an individual agent or going on a team because it might be a little bit different or a little harder to get on a team just because they might have certain standards and things like that. And don't be afraid to to ask like so the thing is is every brokerage is going to take you I, I don't care what you think as far as your image of them in your head you know even a luxury brokerage if you're a new agent they train new agents um don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to talk you make brokerages money so at the end of the day they're not going to tell you no with teams teams are a little bit different because the team may have its own goals and its own mindset of how it wants to work you know, like for instance, our team, we are hiring, but we are a little bit pickier. We, we don't take every agent that would come through the door. So we want hardworking people who are going to dedicate and make this a full-time career for themselves. We're not a team that's designed for the part-time agent because that part-time agent will fall, you know, in, in the model that, that we have personally. So, um, you know, that that's kind of that. And, and with picking the best brokerage, it's not always about the splits. It's about where you're going to get the most help getting you off the ground. Real estate is very, very, very hard, especially at first. So when you're trying to get running and you're trying to get paid in the beginning, you're not making anything. It is strictly a commission business. And you want to make sure you're in a place that will give you the tools to succeed, not just allow you to hang your license, sell real estate, and then best of luck. And you're just a number on a spreadsheet. From there, we'll kind of talk a little bit more on being on a team or not. Chandler, you're a great person to ask. What is your opinion about being on a team versus being a solo agent? So personally, I think joining a team is probably one of the best decisions I've made just because I've learned so much from the time that I started to now. 
and I continue to learn every day and it's just it's a really fun environment especially being around people like can have fun with I think that's a big thing too because I came from a corporate job so it was a little different environment and then being a solo agent I feel like I would have struggled and have been really lost as far as what to do and everything because you don't have the support like you would in a team. Yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing is if you don't have someone to mentor you or someone in the family or you know a lot about the business to begin with, I always recommend starting on a team. Um, it doesn't matter who you start with. You know, start on a team where you're going to have someone that's going to, you know, metaphorically hold your hand and, and walk you through your first few deals because it's really going to help you out. We'll kind of branch that into how do you actually find your first deal? You know, what are the routes that it can come from, Chandler? So you can do that by running ads, your sphere of influence, open houses, and your team leads. Now, the the last one can vary. Not all teams give out leads and some give them out a little bit differently. But yeah, those are kind of your four avenues. And as far as finding your first deal, the biggest tip that we have is just follow the basics and work all of your leads, no matter where they come from there's no such thing as a bad, bad lead, right? Like if you sit there and you can honestly at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll talk from a team leader's perspective, if you can come to me and tell me that a lead is bad and I can hand that lead to another agent and find out that it closed with somebody else or it closes with that agent, you are bullshitting me. And the biggest thing I will say there is do not play with other people's money if you're not going to try to actually procure results, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we've been there. We've seen the agents that do this. They, they, they want more. They want more. They want more. It's never good enough. And when you're not able to provide them a lead that like right now, let's say I'm like, oh, Chandler, here's, here's, you know, John Smith, who's ready to close in five days, you know, like, Agents get mad and and don't get caught up in that vicious cycle. There's no such thing as a perfect lead, but every lead is a good lead because every lead is another at bat for you to knock it out of the park and hit a home run and go put six to $7,000 in your pocket. And and that's the, that's the fun part. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not all about money. If you're in this business to make a million dollars, like, I'm sorry, but get the fuck out. Those types of agents give off that money-hungry vibe, and all they do is give the rest of us a bad name. If you come in here to make money while helping people achieve their real estate dreams and helping clients get to that next level, you're going to get where you want to go because you're doing it for the right reason. So, you know, with all that being said, the big thing is, is just like work those leads. You'll find your first deal from them. Work them, work the leads from your open houses, and work the online leads because they're what you have. One thing I do want to add on is a lot of people come in and they think, oh, I need the money. I need the money. I need to make a transaction. I need a sale. The reality is you're not going to get a sale if you don't have a relationship. So it's really important to learn to communicate with all different types of people. You're not dealing with the same person every single time you pick up the phone. So learning how to communicate and build a relationship and allowing them to trust you is definitely huge in this type of industry just because it'll push you that much farther compared to an agent who's just focused on the transaction. And then finally, let's talk really quick. When you get lead, when you turn leads into clients, what are the best practices 
for retaining those clients and actually showing them that you care about them. So the best practice would definitely be following up, whether that's text, email, phone call. It's super easy. It takes what? Two seconds to dial a phone number and call them. If they don't answer, great. Leave them a message or send them a text. Just, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? Means so much more than are you ready to buy? Yeah, that that is important. You know, like you want and, and you can't fake it either. Like people will know if you're pretending to care about them. But like if you actually do have a genuine care for people and like helping people like get farther in life, that will come off. And you honestly just be there to help people like be the center of their universe as far as like, you know, hey, maybe they need someone to repair a wall. Maybe they need someone to fix some electrical problems or an appliance in their house. And you're the person that can provide that connection. You know, just be important and provide value. Don't just ask for business. You have no right to ask for business if you have not given anything in return. Just remember, be be a value provider. Show your clients that you do care and actually try to give them information that will put them farther ahead than where they are today before you send it. Yeah, I agree. I think you definitely made a good point there. And I mean, they always say, you know, you're doing your job right when a referral comes out of it. Yeah, you know, it's that's honestly probably one of the biggest achievements or accolades that you can wear proudly. You know that you're doing it the right way when clients are willing to refer their friends and family to you. And it's the biggest reward we can ask and, and get from anybody. So, uh, you know, that, th- those are huge things. Kind of a couple quick points. I know if you're just starting out, it's a lot of information and there's a lot of things that you probably still have questions about. So um, if, if you ever feel like you need anything, don't hesitate to give us a call at 480-694-6813. Go to our website at www.zittleteam.com. Or you can always send us an email at thezittleteam at gmail.com. Before we go, I just wanted to say that you definitely get what you put into this career. So surround yourself with good people. It definitely is a lot of fun. And building the relationships, you get to meet so many cool people. And we just hope that you guys get to enjoy it just like we do. I don't think I could have put it any better. And don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe. (laughs)